and Sharon. Thursday afternoon. Welcome to the program. If you want the first crack at $10,000, then this is the program for you. Four o'clock. Yes. Uh, you can pick the pin and win 10 grand this afternoon. It's very, very exciting. I'm 6 9 68. Every time we say this, you just say four numbers. You just like saying 6 know. 9 as well. It's, 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 it's a stab in the dark, man. One day I'm going to get it right and you're going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to give the ball, get the money. <laughs> it's the rules. That's not how it works. We've got Dr. Libby coming in. She's got a new book out and she's going to do an Ask Me Anything at quarter past four. So if you've ever had a question you want to ask Dr. Libby, then quarter past four is the chance to ask her. Is she a real doctor or is she a Dr. Dre doctor? She's a real doctor. Don't have to question her doctor credentials. She is very qualified. Oh, good. I'm glad. Because Dr. Dre is not qualified in making headphones. <laughs> Mine fall to bits all the time, the beats I wear. Okay. 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 <laughs> you wrote me a prescription for a very expensive set of headphones. You know how the boss does... And look, look at this oh, bit. God. It's falling off. Oh, shit. It's gone, mate. <laughs> see? I can see. Okay. All right. I'm glad you started the show like that. I need to make an appointment at the doctor and have a complaint. Uh, make a complaint. This is awkward. And speaking of awkward, we're going to get into uh, one of the most awkward third wheel conversations next that I heard about. This happens with Jono. Jono, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Oh, okay. You, you watch Bryce and I make love. You don't have to talk about it at three o'clock. I was standing in the corner like that guy, Callum Scott. <laughs> watching you kiss him. Next on the edge. James won't bother me. He'll be part of KC Edge Fest in November. Woo! It's going to be awesome, that. Can't wait. Neither. Has he signed his contract? Oh, well, I'm presuming they've come out with all... He's in the marketing, he mate. Is. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> so. I'm glad. I'm glad we've got James across the line. He's, he's, <laughs> he's doing a good negotiation for a while there. You mean Mitch? No, I say James. Oh, I call him by his last well, name. Well, in contract negotiations, you, you play hardball. You call him by the surname. Oh, right. He came in high, I came in low. We met in the middle. I'm glad he signed on the dotted line. Okay, that's good. When you good see times. Mr. James up there on the stage, you say, oh, thank you. Thankfully, Jono got him across the line on that contract. <laughs> I didn't know that he'd signed, but, there, but it's good. Well, thank you for it. Uh, now, actually, uh, speaking of Jono, something I didn't know, um, a couple, well, just recently, I guess a couple of months ago, a work trip was going on. Yeah. You and a cameraman. And and your wife went along as well, mm. and they all ended up in the same room, not in oh, that same way. motel room, not same motel way. room. No, not in that way, no. but just only one down, motel down, room was booked. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so, so the play, yeah, we went away for work, and whoever booked it had not booked a room for Chris, who we were tra- traveling with, the camera operator. So what can you do? You know, you got two options: let him sleep on the footpath outside, which or I was book, I was favouring, or book another room. We'll book another room. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think there was an option, so he ended up sleeping on because uh, it was a one-room motel yeah. room. Bed, couch, kitchenette situation. That's all on the one room. We're but- all on the one room. Fantastic evening. Man, I mean, you guys would have been pumped a weekend away from the kids, going to have like a dirty weekend, and then Chris just ruins everything. Oh, he didn't ruin anything, mate. <laughs> Immediately you made oh, everything yeah. a little more exciting. Parents say, that is wait till you go to sleep, and it's all going down. So you slept on the couch while you guys were, that's, that's a bit, it's odd. Yeah, I was a bit, well, but there was no, no other choice. Doable. It's doable. Yeah, no, yeah, it's doable. Is it weird as an adult to have a third person there, is it? Third wheel. Oh, yeah. A little bit weird, I mean. Is it? Uh, your husband, so. your husband joined us on our bloody uh, wedding anniversary. Yeah, but he's we went to dinner and Bryce was there. So get out, mate. <laughs> you came to dinner, didn't leave, stayed for dinner. In fact, ended up also coming to stay at our house that night. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did he know it was your wedding anniversary? Granted, we didn't tell him until afterwards. We didn't tell him until afterwards, and he felt horrible. Oh, that's so. Didn't he just break up with someone too? So he was like re- crying at your romantic dinner. He was. It was, f- it was the most depressing anniversary I've ever had. Like, Consoling right. a guy who's crying over sushi. I was like, "Come on, mate, it's all right." You'll find someone better. Never did though, did he? Oh, 
Sorry, I'm good. For starts, I don't have a moustache, Ben. Oh, jeez, shots fired. Is he dating Stephen Adams? He wishes. No, but that's the thing that when you do become the third the third wheel, like I remember going to a concert with an ex-boyfriend and I didn't realise he was bringing his new girlfriend, so it was the three of us on this weird date together. Like, Oh, you went with your ex and his new girlfriend? Oh, It was real awkward. I was like, oh. I was like, I didn't realise this was all the people that were going. Do you think? Okay, here's a here's a phone topic for you. Okay. Here's an interesting phone topic. Let's Wang get some out. calls on. Wang it out. 0800 The Edge is the number. Do you think you've had New Zealand's worst case of third wheel? Mm. You've been the third wheel. Maybe you've even been the fourth or fifth wheel. Oh, yeah. We'll That's take good. any of those calls okay. right now. 3343 three, three on the text. Ali, what happened, babe? <laughs> All right. So one night my sister and I went to town with my best mate, who's a guy. And um, my sister had just met him that night, and she was kind of keen on him. So the night comes to an end. We all go back to our house, and we all had to share a big king-size bed. Uh-oh. Mm. Don't tell me what I think's going to happen is about to happen. So, um, and then I wake up at about, I don't know, I'd say it's about 3 or 4 o'clock, so the bed shaking with my sister and my best friend next to me. <laughs> that is... No! I don't have brothers or sisters. I'm only child. Only child. Yeah. But I would not like to be lying in the same bed as my sister or brother fornicating. Yeah, it was like the situation was bad, but the fact that it was my sister made it even worse. Like, I, just, is- I just don't think I, I don't like being in bed with anybody that I can't spoon. Like, I just, yeah. I instantly just want to spoon them. So I, I'd end up spooning them and getting involved by accident. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was my sister, so I didn't really want to... <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you're not on Game of Thrones, true, so leave, true, that, true. leave that to them. Thanks, Ellie. Good on you. Worst third wheel in New Zealand, is it you? Lee, what's your story? Hello? Hello, what's your story, Babs? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, um, well, you guys were talking about the third wheel thing, and then I'm parked up waiting for my sister to get out of school, and um, a Suzuki just drove past us, and it has... Is on three wheels at the moment. It's got a wheel missing. <laughs> oh, jeez. You've really missed the point of this phone time. That is an awkward third wheel. But, but I'm loving this phone. So what? It's still driving, and a wheel it's has fallen off driving. the car. Yeah, that? the wheel's fallen off the car. This is the best third wheel call we've had. <laughs> so how was, it dri- like, how was it driving? Is it supposed to have third what? wheel, three wheels, or what? It's got um, It's got three wheels on, but one's gone. And, like, it was on the, like, rim or something, because all I heard was a big, like, rolling thing and I was like what is that noise I look to my side and I see this blue Suzuki just driving past me on three wheels yeah that's Kiwi Can Do isn't it my wheel's gone but that's not going to stop me from getting to pack and save and then we've got Kiwi Can Do from Lee we're not talking about this sort of third wheel at all but you know what she gave it a crack she made it her own and we applaud well her for it. Thank well you so done, much, Lee. Dan, our producer's come into the radio studio. You've got a third wheel story, Dan. Yeah, just a quickie. I went to Fiji once for a work trip. Brag. And took two winners. And we, as part of the trip, we had a night out at the Hard Rock Cafe and dinner out. And he asked me just before we went if he could propose, if they could go by themselves and he could propose to his missus. And I wanted the free dinner, so I went along. (laughs) (laughs) Big mistake. (laughs) So you were sitting at the table. (laughs) When he proposed, (laughs) I'm sitting in the middle when he proposed. That is so bad. I don't know what's worse, being proposed to at the Hard Rock Cafe or in front of the guy from the radio station. It was his fault for doing that. I went along just to... Dan, Dan then placed the onion ring on her finger. <laughs> it was the most romantic setting yeah. ever. And then you had a three-way. Yeah. <laughs> Best and man is, of the wedding. That is why I'm in a marriage with three people. <laughs> John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Last night, guys, I thought I was going to die. Oh, my God. Like, I literally... The king literally, of paranoia like people thought he was going to die. I literally died. Well, I literally thought I was going to die. How did you literally think you were going to die? I 
scared. Did you not sanitise your hands for the 13th time <laughs> no. that day? Do they not have a dark enough foundation for you to look tanned on the telly? <laughs> no, well, that, that does make me literally die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> untanned being literally dies. Dies. <laughs> dies in a, in a heap of a brown tanny mess. <laughs> so I was out for dinner with some friends and uh, there was some, some, some spicy peppers on the on the oh dish. Oh, my gosh. And I was trying to look, you know, one of, the, one of the friends was like, hey, how are you with hot food? And I was like, you know, you don't want to say not great. Yeah, you don't want to be the niggly one around the dinner table. No. You want to be a classic New Zealander. You'll go along yeah. with it. You don't want to make a fuss. So I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all right with it. And I was like, well, should we eat one of these peppers? And I was like, yeah, why not? Give, give it a crack. And it's quite a crowded restaurant. And it, I don't know if I got lodged in my windpipe or it was just too hot. And I just went, <gasps> and just like could not breathe. And I panicked. And I stood up while slamming my hands on oh the table. God. Slamming those sanitized hands on the table. <laughs> like I said, and stood bolt upright in the middle of the restaurant. Oh my and God. everyone looked at me, like the whole restaurant. I was going, <gasps> Oh my God. <laughs> like in the middle of this back I restaurant. I would pay to have seen this. And, and then everyone's like sort of starting to have a wee, wee freak out. Like, is he okay? And then, but... My Someone save that little boy. He's choking. <laughs> it felt With like, his tiny little mouth. It felt like about three minutes, but it was probably only like six or seven seconds. And then suddenly it was fine. Instantly it was fine. And then I had that whole wave of embarrassment because I'm standing up and oh everyone's my. looking at me. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And just sort of sat back down. But I, I thought I was going to die. It's hard to recover from something oh, like that, isn't it? It's so hard to recover. You're like that little kid that like falls over and starts screaming and then gets up and realises, oh, no, it's not actually that bad. I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish it so badly that somebody filmed this. Like they saw it and was like, let's check out this guy. That would be amazing if someone had the footage if of that. anyone, anyone what's saw the, What was the restaurant? Yeah, that might be the it? talk of the restaurant. It was Mexico. Uh, oh. Not in Mexico, but the Mexico restaurant. Love Mexico. Oh, Great yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. Tell you who tacos. doesn't love Mexico, Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> Babindas. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Well, should we ring up and see if they uh, if they remember this oh, incident? They'll be talking about it. Mexico, I'm with Kyla. Hola, how are you? Hi, good, thanks. How are you? Good. What was the talk of the restaurant last night? Oh, not much. What's everyone talking about? It was a, a, wee, a wee incident that happened. What happened? A guy, a guy literally thought he was going to die. <laughs> Is that ringing any bells? No. A real, real, um, real skinny guy with like a really small mouth <laughs> who had a big pepper and then stood up and made a big scene. Couldn't handle the pepper. It was too hot. Made a scene. I thought everyone would be talking about today. I was doing, but I missed all of it. Apparently, apparently he was <laughs> crying in the middle of the restaurant, <laughs> yeah. and just like full noise, bawling his eyes out. Um, well, you're ben, pos- you built this up. You said the whole said restaurant was looking at you. It. It's John Ben and Sharon here from The Edge. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're doing well. Ben said the whole restaurant was looking at him. Said he'd make quite a scene. Said ever it would be the talk of the restaurant today. <laughs> no one is talking about it. She can barely even remember it happening. Hang on a second, Kyla. Uh, did you hear that the man with the world's smallest mouth came into your restaurant last night? I did hear that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, if, every, everyone knows you've got a small <laughs> yeah, mouth. Ben. That's the talk of the restaurant. <laughs> it was the guy with the world's smallest mouth who was choking on the oh, paper. Oh, okay. I think it's ringing some bells yeah, now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Tiny okay. bit of sweet corn that I choked on. Hey, love your work at Mexico. Oh, You're doing a good job. You keep cooking those burritos and tacos and have a fantastic yeah. day. Oh, thank you very much, guys. You've never been to Mexico, have you? Oh, I was just being polite, mate. They it's bloody good. They don't that make burritos there. Oh, jeez, I made an assumption there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're as bad as Trump. <laughs> Should have said nachos. They don't make nachos either. What's a, what sort of restaurant is it? They're serving Mexican food. It's actual Where are the Mexican. nachos and burritos? It's actual Mexican that you get in Mexico, not the, like... 
Yeah, I'm American disappointed. Eyes, American. I'll, I'll never you go down. No, we can't get there. Paso cats, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love my white person taco cats. John O'Brien and Sharon on the edge. Joining us in the studio right now, Doctor Libby. You got a brand new book out. What am I supposed to eat? Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh turn, your sure, turn your mind. Turn your mind. Sorry, Doctor Libby. <laughs> Sorry, you may be a fancy Jeez. doctor. Well, I'm not a good radio announcer. Okay. <laughs> it's a joy to be here, regardless. <laughs> so we're just talking. Um, we're just talking through the song there, uh, Libby, and you're a uh, a bio. Chemist. That's your that's your thing. So but, everything that people eat and put into their body, you're an expert in. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, but my originally studied nutrition and dietetics, and then did a PhD in biochemistry. So what totally spins my tires is understanding the inner workings of the human body and the nutrients that drive that, and helping people have better health in that way. Oh, well, we love it when you come in because uh, you've always got your, your new book, and you're always amazing. And if you haven't read one of Dr. Libby's books before, then make sure that you do. Um, but we usually get people to ring in with their nutrition questions which you can do on 0800 The Edge or text to 3343. There's already one from Hannah. Should you eat after working out? Yes, ah. most definitely. So uh, when you work out, the first thing you, the first fuel you use is glucose and you've got glucose in your blood. Then your muscles start to release the stored form of glucose, which is glycogen. So the muscles release that and your blood glucose goes back up and you keep using that. But if you know what you're doing with your workouts, you'll then transition, transition across to be able to use your body fat really effectively as a fuel quite quickly. So when you're in that mode, you then want to replenish particularly the glycogen stores of your muscles so that you don't lose strength and you don't lose muscle mass. So right. it's a great thing to eat about half an hour later. Okay. Wow. We should uh, talk about somebody on this show's uh, nutrition gonna, question. Yeah, like I've got a I've got a friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Whose um, name oh, is? He's, he's going to bring up my diet. He always <laughs> if there's any anything to do with food, it'll be a story check, about how but I. This is this is legit, and mm. this is Doctor Libby here with no judgment. Do, well, Libby's no judgment. Libby, you're looking at me and you're like, how did you get a body like Montgomery Burns? <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes hard work and commitment. In all Libby. seriousness, it's it's a, it's, an, it's an unusual regime you run with eating, right? Okay, so I don't eat during the Day. No, right. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Don't eat a thing. Give, give Dr. Libby your entire An day. An average day of like, eating. Like, what do you have for breakfast? Well, I've just said, I don't eat during the day. Yeah, but you have, you have some breakfast. I have a little uh, apple for breakfast. Okay. okay. Then nothing. Nothing until 7 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Get home. Pound a couple of beers, have some, have some cheese and crackers, have a massive meal, probably eat a crap ton of chocolate, feel great, go to bed. Wake up the next morning feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> is that true? This is my diet. The only yeah. thing he's missed out is that at 2.45 exactly every day he'll have a coffee well, some and coffee a drink of water. You have some coffee during the day, don't you, and some water. Oh, that's right. Five coffees a day. <laughs> oh, I just happened to leave that bit out. Yeah, no, five oh, coffees a day. He's well, not they even... don't count. You're not eating. You're just drinking, right? Are I... they milky coffees? Yeah, they're milky. And sugars too, mate. Two sugars <laughs> each, baby. Yeah. <laughs> when, I first... just like, what? <laughs> when I first started working with Jono, and I did, I'd been friends with him for ages, but I didn't know that that was his lifestyle. And so I asked my husband, who's very good friends with Jono, and I was like, is that true? And he said that when he had lived with Jono for a bit, that he'd come home and eat like a week of cheese, chips and dip, just, it was all true. I'm living life, Libby. <laughs> I am living life. But but long so he, won't eat, he won't eat during the day. Like, you will go out for, a, like, a work lunch or whatever, and they'll be, and you'll be like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He'll just so, have beers. question is, <laughs> good or bad? Uh, I'm very challenged by it, Jono. <laughs> so, <laughs> however, however. How are you still alive? <laughs> no, no, I, I fully get why you're still alive. You're getting a plenty of nutrients there at night. But if you look at, so, let's start at the beginning of the day. You're having a, you're having an apple full of nutrition. Is that Fiber, all, vitamins, is that all? You know they're saying this keeps the doctor away, but it hasn't kept bloody Libby away. <laughs> 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 I meant to have an apple a day, they meant to stay away. <laughs> 
And then what the coffee does, so you're getting some energy, i.e. some macronutrients, some fats, some carbohydrates and some protein from the milk and the coffee. So it's kind it's ba- that's food, right? So Correct. even though it's liquid, it's food. You're putting sugars in that, not a fan of that. But anyway, whatever. But what it what actually happens when you consume caffeine is it mobilizes the glucose that you've got stored in your muscles and it puts that glucose back into your blood. So that's what you're running on through the day. And it's adrenaline that drives that. And humans have been on the planet for about 150,000 years. Adrenaline's always meant that our life is in danger. So the message your body gets from five coffees across the day is that your life is in danger. <laughs> I'm a dangerous guy. I'm, you know I'm always in fear. I'm like a possum. <laughs> it makes sense. It so does make sense. Hey, if we literally have three minutes of downtime, oh. we'll be like, should we try doing this now? Should we do this now? Do you want to look at this now? Should we do this now? It's like I'm permanently on ecstasy. But what I don't understand is how he's so... How he's so thin. Like, for the amount that he eats. If I eat like that, I put on weight like crazy. But he has a small window of eating, and then the rest of the day, nothing. And so when and so I'm constantly when, living in fear. Really <laughs> <laughs> shrewd the KG. But what it, but what that actually what that mechanism actually does for you could actually make someone else gain a lot of body fat. So with the way we respond to adrenaline is is really different. So because when you get when adrenaline's in your body, you're going to get the message to use primarily glucose, i.e., sugar as your fuel source, which right. is why you go hunting for more. Yeah. Uh, whereas what you want to do is train your body to use fat very effectively as a fuel. And whatever you live on five coffees a day, you're not going to do that. So there are people for whom the adrenaline speeds it all up, which is that intensity he wants to go do things all the time. And then there are people, <laughs> if they lived like that, their clothes would get tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, my God, this is why you response. play with your nipple in you. <laughs> I'm a fidgety person. He's I'm so sorry. Fidgety. I'm on edge. getting that. He yeah. grabs his breasts all the time. We've got Christina on 0800 The Edge right now. Christina, what's your question for Dr. Libby? Yeah, hi, Dr. Livy. Love, love all your stuff. Read a lot of your books. My question is, um, how can um, I find out whether a food is good for me or not? Is there a test out there that I can do? Unfortunately, there's not. The only really good, strong tests you can do are ones for true allergies. So when people get hives or eczema or have anaphylactic reactions, those tests are very accurate, uh, which is wonderful. But unfortunately, the other tests that we have available in the world at the moment uh, give us a lot of false negatives and false positives. So the only way we we can truly work it out is through basically becoming a detective and removing something that you're suspicious of for a trial period of four weeks and then you, you bring it back to see if it's been the culprit. If you stay off of food for more than four weeks, it's really important to get nutrition advice to make sure you're miss, not missing out on some key nutrients. Awesome. Yeah, Thank on, you mate. so much, Christina. Taylor, what's your question for Dr. Libby? Um, I was just wondering what her opinion on milk was. Some people say it's bad for you and some people say it's good for you. Yeah, dairies was, was a big thing that people want to know about, right? Yeah, it really is. So uh, a few points I want to make. If you look to your heritage, that's going to be some kind of guidance. So when you've come out of Scandinavia and down that lineage, they've included uh, dairy products in their world for a really long time, more than 10,000 years. We are the only species that drinks the milk of another animal. And if you think about a cow, mama cow is, is kept in lactation to feed her young. And that milk has growth hormone in it, not because of what the farmers do It's that they don't do anything, it's just naturally what the mama cow makes. She's got to grow a baby cow which is about 40 kilograms at birth into a 900 kilogram adult across about 12 to 18 months and mm. humans don't grow at those rates we're 3 or 4 kilos at birth and we're what, 70 kilos by the time we're 15 or 18. So those rates of growth are very different across the species so I'm not for or against it, I just think it's, it's fine for some people but it's not everybody's friend. I always like to think of the uh 
the first person who uh, tried milk from a cow. Imagine walking in on that. You'd be like, <laughs> Imagine. What are you up to, mate? What's going on here? Should I call the police? That's a great visual. It's actually right. You should try this. You're like, nah, I'm good. You're the only person that would think of something that messed up. <laughs> that would be a hell of a scene to walk in on. <laughs> to be it? fair, I've even I've thought of that. You oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, quick question though. Organic, you know, organic fruit. I love the idea of it, but it's just so damn expensive. What's your thoughts on organic versus, you know, fruit you can buy from the supermarket that's not organic? Yeah, so uh, about 70 years ago, all food was organic. So, but now we stipulate what is organic and what isn't. So, once a, not that long ago in human evolution, it was all organic. But now we we have to refer to it as organic because, unfortunately, conventional produce is sprayed. Now, there's there's it's a big can of worms. So there's one. Sorry, school. I didn't mean to open this up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so, They're so fat-free <laughs> worms. It's okay. <laughs> no, we like that. Oh, <laughs> sugar-free worms. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So, uh, of course, the amount of pesticides that ends up in food, there's certainly a body of evidence to say that, it, that, that that's completely safe. Uh, there's also concern that we have no ability to test the consequences inside the human body of their long-term consumption because we're really the first generation of people to be exposed to them for our entire lives. So my, if I bring it back and just simply focus on the nutrients, when I'll pick on a tomato, when a tomato is growing, it makes substances inside of itself that defend itself from pests. And those substances, when we eat a tomato, are antioxidants, which are so amazing for our health and longevity. But when a tomato is sprayed, it doesn't have to switch those mechanisms on. So the amount of antioxidants we then consume is a lot less. So if you can't afford to buy organic produce, and I always encourage people to look at where they can change, like don't buy clothes or shoes for four years or buy them from, from secondhand shops or set a budget around your food and shift some of your household expenditure towards organic food. That's how much I personally care about it. Wow. If you can't do that, because I get that that's not practical for everyone, when you buy conventional produce, a way to get rid of the pesticides off the outside is fill your sink with three parts water to one part vinegar, wash them, rinse them in cold water, pat them dry and store them. Now, there'll be people listening to that rolling their eyes going, you've got to be joking, I don't even have time to wash my apple, let alone soak them in vinegar and do that sort of treatment. So don't be overwhelmed by that. It's just an option if you do want to minimise your exposure to some of this stuff. Go to farmer's markets. A lot of the farmer's markets' uh, foods aren't certified organic but they've, they haven't sprayed them. You can thank them for growing the food, pay a cheaper price. Uh, that's a, often a really good option. Wow. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Uh, okay, so uh, tonight, 7.33, John O'Ben, we've got a, uh, an exclusive TV interview with uh, Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. They've released a new album, releasing a new album called Concrete and Gold. And uh, we thought we'd just play you a little a little bit of a teaser, Ooh. a sneak peek, a little bit of a scrub tickler on this one, mate. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, please don't describe it like that. Yeah, no, just to get you excited for what tonight. What if you don't have one of those? Oh, don't, okay. All right, here it is. Here's where we caught up with the Foo Fighters. Well, well, well. Yeah. David Taylor, how are you guys? Good. So we yeah, we didn't get to go to the uh, album listening party last night, so we listened to the album in a taxi from the airport to here. Oh, wow. It's great. And we have quite possibly, I think, the greatest review of your record yet. Oh, yeah? Oh, well, this okay. is Wait Bob. for old mate to work his phone. Hold on. Oh, man, me. Okay, so this is Bob, the taxi driver. Okay. We've just been listening to the new Foo Fighters album, Bob. Yeah. What, is, what did you reckon, mate? Yeah, it's uh, fabulous. It was a fa- <laughs> fabulous. Fabulous. Five stars. Five star. Wow. Bob saying fabulous. The reviews are in. Thanks, fabulous. Bob. You can put that on your album. It's Bob, Bob, taxi driver. Bob. <laughs> fabulous. That's cool. Now, uh, you guys come to New Zealand many times. New Zealand loves you. You've sold out uh, many shows there. Is there something that you always do when you come to New Zealand? 
I always go to Fatima's to eat there. That's oh, yeah, like, you like Someone's that. trying to That's get a free meal. <laughs> Some free coffees. And, but you know, the funny thing is we've been saying it for years. So now when we walk in the front door, they look at us like, oh, f it's the food. It's <laughs> good. You made news reading a scone in New Brighton in Christchurch. That was like front page front page news. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a small thing. Yeah, there must be some. I like going on. Dave Grohl eats scone. Yeah. <laughs> Went for a bike ride, ate scone. <laughs> We've had some really awesome bike experiences. Remember oh, the one in... Oh, uh, yeah, I almost killed some... Uh, Taylor almost killed him. <laughs> How'd you kill an old dude? <laughs> there was like six of us on mountain bikes. And like, you know, we just, I just wasn't paying attention. And I look up and I'm next to him head, head on with some like 60-year-old dude on his daily, <laughs> daily bike ride. Ah! And I, I went flying. He got a little Actually, <laughs> what would you give him? Like a hundred bucks? A, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> you pay him hush money. Yeah, I said, <laughs> <laughs> the bike might be <laughs> up. Let's just forget this. I get happens. sued in America. Yeah. <laughs> and now you guys have got a, a, a bit of a relationship with Lord as well. I was so happy when Lord became popular, especially in the states, because her music, when it first hit the radio, really stood out because it was inspiring. It wasn't just sort of like booty quaked, champagne, diamond bling, pop, you know? Mm -hmm. To me, she sort of represented in this new age and in that world, she sort of was doing what happened to Nirvana in 1991, where there was all of this like incredibly popular pop music that might have seemed a little surface at the time, um, but, but the Smells Like Teen Spirit song really sort of stood out because it seemed like it, there was a little more substance, I don't depth. know, depth to it. Yeah. Um, there so was. I felt the same way about her, about Lord. <laughs> He's when a I heard embarrassed. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't feel embarrassed to He's say that Nirvana was good. <laughs> I don't want to be weird. No. <laughs> they were good, dude. Thanks, Obviously. guys. <laughs> there you go, Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins with the Food Fighters. The full interview tonight, 7.30 on 3. And you can find out what happens when we make them uh, do a prank call. Uh, there was someone lo looking for a singer in a band. In New Zealand, we're like, hey, it would be funny if we give them, get the Food Fighters yeah. to audition over the phone. Amazing. And it's so good. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. John O'Ben and Sharon taking over time zone. Very excited about this tomorrow. We're going to try and take over a time zone arcade uh, to get enough tickets, 5,000 tickets for a Hatchimal toy for Ben's daughter. This is what she's wanted. He hasn't been able to deliver, deliver it. He hasn't been able to step up to the father that he knows he should be. We're going to quite comical lengths to win this toy. It's, well, I don't think it's comical. I think that it's a great length to save your relationship with your daughter. You don't, <laughs> want, her to, you don't want her to resent you, do you? No, 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 definitely don't. We're employing a crack team of experts. Not a team of experts on crack. No. That's a whole other thing we'll That's do next weekends. week. Yeah. Uh, but we're, <laughs> who can use the skills they do in their jobs and hopefully translate them to the arcade. So we are after, uh, for example, someone like a, a crane driver to do the claw machine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, if you know someone or you are a crane driver, give us a call. We've got some of the New Zealand breakers who are going to do the basketball shooting. Who else have we got? Uh, we've got uh, Chris Mack from 660 who's going to come along and uh, play the guitar hero. We've got a Andy and Nate from the block. They're going to do the hammer game. Makes sense, right? So you, you're yeah. picking up what we're putting we've down. We've got a couple of guys from Auckland Cricket. They're going to help us out with the uh, the cricket the cricket ball throwing game. We've got nice. uh, one of the, the Crusaders halfback. He's going to join us as well for a rugby playing game. So awesome. if you think any of your skills that you do in your professional life could translate to the arcade, time zone botany tomorrow, we're going to be there and we're going to be... Maybe um, in the army. We need someone who can like do the, the rifle game. Oh, you should have told me that I could have flown old Grant up. My dad, <sighs> he could have come up and done that. That would have been awesome. <sighs> but you know, you know what this calls for, guys? What does it call for? This calls for that moment where maybe you've just tuned on for the first time and you don't know what this whole thing's about. Okay. You know? I thought we, we just explained we it. We definitely didn't just explain it. Yeah. 
But, okay. <laughs> but well, I've pre-prepared a recap. <laughs> okay. I'll be made a montage. Yeah, I've made a montage. I'm going to play my montage. Okay, All montage. Right. Here you go, montage. Montage. <laughs> I really, 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 really want the hat That's 5,000 tickets. I don't care. I want the Look, I okay. just want to know how long you think it would take me to get 5,000 tickets. If you're really good and you play the right games, I'd say, like, three hours. Only three hours, you're saying, for 5,000 tickets. Don't quote me on that because it might not wait. No, quote, quote, unquote, time zone would <laughs> be only three hours. I'm a gold card membership holder for the time zone and I can wreck the basketball game and the ping pong game. Oh, gold card member. You're uh, Winston Peters. You're a big New Zealand first voter. <laughs> That's right. That's a bit of a risk. Time and joke there. <laughs> That's good. For That's those good. in the know. Dennis, you sound like a good man we need on board. We need it on our team, a specialist. Welcome to Extreme Speaking with Crystal. The time zone. You want time zone? Give us five thousand tickets and a hatch while we're stealing the <laughs> claw machine. <laughs> do, you want your, do you want your claw machine back? It's going to cost you five thousand tickets. You guys are shocking. Okay, this is getting weird. Sorry about this cool time zone. We'd love to come out and uh, try and win a toy legitimately. Perfect. That sounds good. Right. We need to assemble our team, kind of like the Avengers of arcade games. Mm. Why don't we try a musician? For the guitar game, Chris Mack from 660. No, he won't be up to match this guy. Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, Chris Mack 660. Woo! Chris Mack and his fiddly fingers are going to help us. <laughs> We've managed to pull some strings at the breakers, and Dorom Rokawa with us on the phone right now. I'm locked in. I'm ready. Yeah. Swish, swish, bish, he's in. Today we want to try and lock someone in a boxing expert. Do you know how you can punch the boxing bags? Let's try Monty Beethoven. Will Monty say yes? Will Monty say no? Hello? Monty! Don't know. How are you? He knows who he is. Yeah, he's a friend of the show, mate. Who else is here? Your other friends, aren't they? Are they here? Your other friends are here too, aren't they, Monty? Yes. Sharon? <laughs> he's literally just hung up on you. Oh, no. <laughs> he just hung up the phone. So I guess that's a note from Monty. On the edge. On the phone with us right now, someone we're hoping is going to come down, join us at the Time Zone Takeover tomorrow. Multi award winning artist Kings. How's it going, buddy? Hey. Hey. Oh, if I did that introduction, I would have said multi award winning artist, super good looking, mighty finely talented, <laughs> and dang, I hear he's good at computer games. <laughs> Yo, I love that intro. That's a way better one. Any compliments you want to put in, Jono? Oh, he's got a lovely face. He does have a lovely face. face. He's got a sweet face. A face that (laughs) your butter wouldn't melt in that mouth. Best smile in New Zealand music, I've heard. That's what I've heard. How you going, Kings? I'm, I'm, I'm good. That was awesome. Hey, um, tomorrow we're, uh, we're we're trying to clean out Time Zone Arcade and win five thousand tickets to buy Ben's daughter the uh, the toy that she wants so much. You know that's the cutest thing, man. I was in Time Zone last week at the um, one of the movies and I played that hammer game. Oh, are you good at the hammer? When you like smash the hammer and yeah, like I got the, I got the top screen away. I got the highest score. Oh. oh. Wow. Because we were thinking, you. you know, there's like there's a couple of musician games there as well. You know, like, no, he wants a, to do the hammer, mate. I'm He's good game. at the hammer. Well, yeah, well, it sounds I'm like. Game. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll cancel Chris Hemsworth. He was quite keen on the hammer one, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he will not stop getting back to us. Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. You can save it for Thor. But, okay. but Kings, you're keen to come down and take part. Things we'd, we'd love to have you. I would love to be a part of this beautiful thing. Anything, yes. anything for the kids, eh? Amen. Uh, do it for kids. Do it for the kids. Try and make me a better dad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kings, this could also be some perfect timing because um, don't you have a new song? We could also play your new song at the same time. What? You 
I can't help but feel you're not saying yes out of the goodness of your heart, but you're saying yes out of the... Because you're only going to get a plug on the radio. Yeah, it's a bit of crap. No, no. Yeah. I've got a new song. What's it called? It's called We'll Never Know. And um, same thing, deal. It's going to be off the album in November. Very excited. So, are we saying if Kings comes down and helps us out, we'll help him out by playing the song tomorrow we'll, when he comes down to time zone on the radio? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I might not come. Because <laughs> I just want to say, Chris Hemsworth wasn't making us watch Thor. You know. Thank so. goodness for that. <laughs> No, really? you're all right, you're right. We love you, mate. We'll, we'll, play, we'll play your new song and everyone can hear it for the first time on The Edge then. And also, uh, you you can win a whole lot of tickets to make Ben a better father. Sounds like a deal. I'll Thanks. tell you what, I'll even get you a Grammy Award, mate. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm promising. That's what we're promising. We're promising you a Grammy Award if you help us out of the time zone. Arcade. Don't promise him that. Deal. Or at least a certificate of merit printed out from my computer from <laughs> Microsoft Excel. Oh, that's not as cool. <laughs> Good on you, Kings. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, either doing the hammer or some sort of music game. We've got your special set of skills and your special single. Awesome. Done. I'll see you guys then. There you go. Kings joining the team. It's all go tomorrow time zone. Uh, and you can tune in from 3 o'clock for all the drama. Or if you'd like to come down, we'll be at time zone in Botany from 10am and you're more than welcome. We'd love to bloody see you. Yeah, it'd be great. Doing it tomorrow. It is The Edge, John O'Ben and Sharon. That was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on The Edge 3 till 7 weekdays.